With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour three. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, delighted to have you with me. Stand by on the phones. I got to bring you up to speed. Jim Jordan lost 20 Republicans. He will not be Speaker of the House. Bob Good of Virginia urging him to stay in as many ballots as necessary to wear him down. I will tell you, a member of Congress texted me. And he said, uh, it can't reward the hostage takers. Can't reward the hostage takers. He believes, this member of Congress, that uh, by supporting Jim Jordan, who he's not uh, predisposed to, he doesn't hate Jordan, but he thinks it's a reward to Matt Gates, and, and he's still upset about what happened with Kevin McCarthy, and he's not willing to go along with Jordan because he believes that that was the ultimate end game by Nancy Mason. Matt Gates and the others, he, he doesn't want to reward them, so he's not willing to vote for Jim Jordan. There were 20 Republicans like that. That's actually a worse outcome than what Kevin McCarthy had to begin with. So the gap to close is bigger, and several of these people are saying absolutely not because of like what this member of Congress texted me, that uh, this would be negotiating with the hostage takers and rewarding the hostage takers. It would reward Matt Gates. This plunges the House, of course, into further chaos, and we've got about 32, 33 days before government shutdown. Uh, And you've got a a military situation growing in the Middle East, among other things. Jordan was willing to make compromises on Ukraine funding and other things. This is starting to get ridiculous. He'd be a good speaker. But I don't know that when you have Kay Granger, the chair of the Appropriations Committee, voted against him, that's actually a pretty bad sign uh, that the appropriators are opposed to him. And if the appropriators are opposed, they have influence behind the scenes. And that's not going to work well. Now, I want to shift to a topic. It's one that I don't think gets enough attention. Now, well, let me just say, so it gets attention in in conservative radio and occasionally on Fox News, but it's very interesting to see what the left is doing with crime data in the United States. Now, why do I say crime data in the United States, what the left is doing? Well, there are a lot of people on the left who are willing away the idea of crime. Let me read you from Judd Legum, who's a very progressive activist uh, who has the the ear of members of the media. The October 6, 2023 edition of Fox News' Hannity covered the ongoing crime wave that is wrecking havoc across America as a result of the left's radical policies. Guest host Pete Hegseth declared that violent crime was crushing cities and American lives. Two days earlier, on October 4th, Fox News host Martha McCallum declared that Americans feel outraged and unsafe. 
McCollum played a clip of an unidentified man saying crime is out of control in every city in America. NBC News reported in March 2023 that violent crime is up nationwide and in major cities without citing a source. But is there a crime wave in America? Without a doubt, people believe crime is surging. Comprehensive data for 2022 released by the FBI on Monday tells a very different story. In 2022, homicides were down 6.1%. The nation's murder rate was 6.3 per 100,000 people. The figures below 2020 levels, slightly higher than 2019. Still, since 1991, the rate of murder has dropped 36%. And then says property crime has gone up but tries, in fact, to wave it all away. Property crime rate is still lower than it had been in recent history. The property crime rate in the U.S. has fallen an astonishing 61% since 1991, even accounting for the somewhat sizable increase in 2022. As a whole, while property crime garners headlines, wage theft is a larger problem. You got that? Wage theft is a larger problem trying to wave it all away. Let me explain to you what's happening. And that's from a left-wing reporter. And by the way, the FBI data is right. Murder, crimes against people are down nationwide. Crimes against property are up. There's a sleight of hand that the left is doing, first of all, on the property crimes. A burglary is considered a property crime, even though the burglar may make you fear for your life. A carjacking is a property crime, even though you yourself are held at gunpoint and thrown out of your car. In some American cities, however, personal crimes, murder, rape, things like that are actually up nationwide. It's down, but in urban hellholes run by Democrats, it's up. Washington, D.C. is yet again the murder capital of America. They're breaking records in murder in Washington, D.C. They're breaking records in carjackings. But you've got to understand the sleight of hand that the left is doing in this country when it comes to crime. Essentially, what the left remember uh, when they were burning down buildings in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and the like during the George Floyd riots, they said that's not violence. That's not violence. Property crimes are not violence. Property crimes are not crimes because there's insurance. So when they minimize crime, when you see the rise in property crimes and the left says crime is actually down, the left no longer considers property crimes to be crimes because they're against property, not people. And there's insurance for that. You see this in in, uh, cities in California, in uh, New York and in Chicago and Miami as well. Uh, What you see is that local police Kind of take a hands-off attitude towards property crime. Man, they can file it with insurance. They can get reimbursed from insurance. The problem is it becomes a tax on the poor. When property crimes go up and local police don't enforce them, don't care about them, don't enforce them, wave it all away, insurance rates go up. So the small business owner and the homeowner, the car owner, they all pay more in insurance. And eventually insurance stops insuring because they can't keep up. The insurance companies go out of business. The property crime wave has trickle-down effects into the rest of the economy and the rest of society because the left has decided property crimes are not crimes because they're not violent. And 
And when this happens, the broken glass theory rears its head. Now, there are left-wing sociologists who have rejected the broken window theory of crime. It's what Rudy Giuliani used and what Mike Bloomberg used as mayors of New York. And by the way, the results speak for themselves. They left. Bill de Blasio gave up the broken window theory of crime, and crime is skyrocketing in New York City. It is not safe on the streets of New York City these days. The broken window theory of crime, very simply stated, is that when you see a building that has a broken window and that window remains broken for days on end, it becomes a sign to the criminal element that no one's in that building. And so first the homeless move in, and then the drug dealers move in, and then the gangs move in. As long as that window stays broken, they know that the property owners are not there and paying attention. But it's all a property crime to begin with that the left doesn't think is a crime. And then what happens for the property crimes? It spills over into drug crimes. It spills over into homicides. It spills over to rapes. You leave the window broken, it signals that people don't care and the criminal element move in. So what Rudy Giuliani did and what Mike Bloomberg did in New York City, what other mayors who got aggressive with crime did to fix crime is they enforced the small laws and the small regulations to stop the big laws from being broken. So when the window is broken, you enforce the ordinances on keeping buildings safe and sound. You make the homeowner, you make the building owner fix the broken window, and it signals that there's an investment there. There are people involved. The building is seen. The building is taken care of. So the homeless don't think they can move into the building because clearly somebody's home or showing up regularly to fix the building. And you don't see the crime move into the area. It works. Left-wing sociologists have spent an inordinate amount of time trying to dismiss the broken window theory of crime. And we actually see in the real world what happens when you get rid of it. When you get rid of the broken window theory of crime as the left did in New York City, as they did in Chicago and elsewhere, after aggressive police chiefs enforced the idea, crime moved in and crime's gone up. The other thing the left does is they refigure the calculations. So murder is down. Shootings are up. You may not have gotten shot, but you were shot at. Well, that's not going to be counted as a violent crime by the left in the statistics. Now, what's what's actually happening here? There, there's actually a bigger picture, and we see this actually in dealing with Israel and Hamas as well. We see this in education. We see this in homeless policy. We see this around the world. The left's policies are failing, and so the left must redefine the game and give new rules for the game to avoid having to acknowledge their policies failed. So the homeless problem is now they're just unhoused, and it becomes a housing problem, and we need to build more housing except we can't because of left-wing zoning ordinances and the NIMBY people, not in my backyard, but it's not, no longer a homelessness problem. In education, well, it, it's not that the school systems have failed. It's that too many white people have pulled their kids out of public schools and we need to shut down the private schools and force the white kids back into the public schools. That's what's going on here. In crime, well, it's not really crime, it's just property, and property is victimless, so there's not really a crime problem. The FBI just hasn't updated their definitions. 
And Hamas and Israel, well, I mean, it's both sides. And those poor people from Hamas, they're poor in Gaza. The Israelis are white European colonizers. They're the bad guys. They just redefine everything to avoid having to grapple with the fact that they themselves caused the problems. Their policies caused the problems. Their policy outcomes are now coming home to roost exactly as conservatives said they would. If you keep having property crimes rise, you're going to have violent personal crimes rise too. Because if you're not willing to enforce the laws on property crimes, the criminal element's going to decide they can get away with the personal crimes to your body as well. It's easily predictable. It's as easily predictable as knowing Israel is going to be under attack from Hamas if, if Iran gets a bunch of money to fund Hamas. Conservative solutions make sense. This fanciful progressive idea that we're all blank slates as opposed to we're all sinners in a fallen world continues to harm the American public. Our cities are third world hell holes. And what's the left's best response to it all? It's like, oh, you think the, this, you think theft is bad. Theft of property is bad. Wage theft is even worse. These greedy corporations taking your money. All these homeless people are doing storming the businesses and shoplifting is they're taking it back. They're fighting back the greedy corporations. You can turn a blind eye to wave away and deny the crime wave all you want as a progressive public policy advocate. But the American people feel it. They feel unsafe. And when you look at Central America and South America and European elections where crime is the number one issue, it helps the conservative cause. It helps the conservative candidate. The conservatives sweep into power. You can blame Fox News all you want for an American crime wave and say it's not really real, but the American people believe it's real because in their communities they see it. Crimes against property will become crimes against person unless the police take these things seriously and left-wing progressive social justice advocates who believe that property crimes aren't really crimes are going to fester a crime wave against people unless conservatives step in, get real, and shut it all down. We have a choice to get serious on crime across the board or not. We see what happened in New York when they gave up the idea of the broken window theory of crime and got away from it and went to what they have now. A crime weave has set out on that city, and it will happen everywhere else in this country unless we start cracking down on the small crimes to then crack down on the big crimes. Let's go take a quick phone call here, 877-973-7425. Don, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hey, thank you for taking my call, Eric. I got a sure. question. How do mm-hmm. you stop a terrorist group without hurting innocent civilians? My mind takes me back to the biblical days when God told these men to go in that city and just do away with every breathing thing that was in that city. And that took care, I think, of the problem. Sodom and Gomorrah, he did the same thing there. I, I'm really throwing throwing this around because, I mean, they use human people as shields, as you said before. How do you stop these evil, evil people without drawing this war out? For a well, long and, and I, if you want an example of this, Don, that, that just happened in the last uh, hour is uh, the Baptist Hospital of Gaza City. Yes, there's a Baptist Hospital in Gaza City. Uh, it has been uh, hit. There's a mass casualty event. 
It was a failed rocket launched by Hamas. It was not the Israelis. It was it was Hamas launching rockets from an urban area. It misfired and blew up in the hospital uh, and has killed a significant number of people in that hospital in Gaza City. Um, how can you wipe them out without hurting us? You can't. Which is why I have continually asked you guys today, do you have the stomach for what's coming? Are you prepared? Because innocent people are going to die. Innocent people died in Israel. Innocent people are um, going to die in Gaza. And it's sad, but it is what happens when you allow a terrorist regime to run your territory and set up shop and mass produce rockets, dig up your sewer lines and your water lines to use the pipes as rockets to fire at Israel and to do so from congested urban areas near hospitals, schools, and mosques. This is what you're going to get. And Hamas will use the damage and destruction as a PR campaign to try to get Israel to stop, to try to get Israel to to stand down. Uh, It's no secret they want a ceasefire now that they've got all these Israelis dead because they want to restockpile now that Israel's coming for them. They want to restockpile so that they can do it all over again. And the cycle will keep repeating unless Israel wipes them out, which they should do. Now, before I get out of here, I got to tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is a cell phone company. They want you to be a member of Patriot Mobile. You grow their profits. They grow their giving to the conservative causes you care about. You use, uh, you can use your same phone number, get a new phone number from them, and you get guaranteed great uh, service. They use the same cell towers you're probably already using. So what do you do? You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. There is a uh, address finder. You put in your address. They zoom into your house so you can see how good the 5G, the data, the voice is in your neighborhood. Uh, you can also call them, 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. You get great discounts. If you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member. If you're a teacher, if you've got a lot of kids and they all need cell phones, Patriot Mobile can save you some money. And again, they use the same cell towers you're probably already using. They can even keep your same cell phone number or get a brand new phone number from them, whichever you want to do. And they share your values. They contribute to the causes you care about. As their profits grow, their given grows. The Second Amendment movement, the pro-life movement, conservative parents battling wokes on school boards, conservative candidates around the country. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or 972-PATRIOT. Do business with a company that shares your values and funds the causes you care about. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Let me bring you up to speed on the uh, speaker fight. The Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan, well, would-be Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan, has lost his first vote by 20, and now NBC News is reporting they're aware of five to six Republicans who voted for him on first ballot, promised to vote for him on first ballot, who said they will not vote on the second ballot for Jim Jordan, which means uh, the number of people against him expands. If that's the case, he's not going to be Speaker. Uh, what a what a messy, messy fight. Um, there are names starting to circulate. Uh, for an alternative speaker, Patrick McHenry uh, at the forefront uh, down in Georgia. I, I, rumors of Drew Ferguson maybe put his hat in the ring. Um, he, Kevin McCarthy, of course, continuing to get support from some to come back. I don't see that happening, but what a mess. What a mess. Uh, all because Matt Gates threw a temper tantrum a couple of weeks ago. Now, uh, let me get to the phones. Jim, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Jim. Well, thank you. Well, have the House Republicans gotten to the point where they just are determined not to have a speaker at all? 
And that way they can everybody gets to cut off everybody's nose and spite everybody's face. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, they they've got to have a speaker because they they never conferred to Patrick McHenry the the powers of speaker. The Democrats actually blocked that um, when it changed. So they, they got to have a speaker under the rules of the House. There must be an actual speaker for legislation to be enacted. Um, symbolic resolutions can be presided over by the Speaker Pro Tem, and the vote for speaker can be presided over by the Speaker Pro Tem, and he can administer the House behind the scenes, but he cannot approve legislation uh, advanced by the House. He can't preside over it. You've got to have one. Um, it's it's remarkable. Um, by the way, I, I, I need to push back on this so that you understand what's happening um, Rashida Tlaib, who was very quiet on Hamas attacking Israel, has pushed out a tweet uh, saying Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, and patients, just like that. That's not true. Hamas bombed its own hospital. Hamas launched a rocket. The rocket failed, and it slammed into the hospital. This is not disputed outside of the pro-Hamas propagandists, including Rashida Tlaib. Uh, this is undeniable that um, Hamas did this. In fact, uh, you've got Hamas terrorists now uh, claiming all of these things to the Associated Press, and it, it's it's Hamas spokesmen serving as reporters for the Associated Press. Remember, if you're a reporter from Gaza, you have to be on Hamas's side or your family dies. You cannot believe the PR campaign that's happening right now. You cannot believe what Hamas is telling you. It is at this point well-documented that Israel did not fire the rocket that blew up the hospital. How do we know? Because there were no Israeli aircraft in the air and no missiles launched from Israel. We have radars. We can see these things, and none of it happened. It was a rocket launched from Gazan territory, which meant it had to be Hamas. And yet the pro-Hamas people will lie and lie and lie again to advance the pro-Hamas narrative. Tom, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show, Tom. Hey, good afternoon, Eric. I just wanted to bring up one point. I agree on the on the property crimes. You know, there's certainly a rise in that, and the homicide rate is certainly down. But what what we choose to ignore is is the rate of aggravated assault or the willingness of one another to hurt or kill each other. And if because we have such great trauma centers and we have such great EMS services and life flight and things of that nature. We save more people now than would normally have succumbed to their injuries and been classified as a homicide. That's truly the rate that we have to look at is the aggravated assault rate, not necessarily the homicide rate, because that tells a bigger story as to what people are willing to do to one another. And that that's my point there. I think you were spot on with everything else. But again, it's that's the aggravated point. assault rate. That means that someone was willing to commit a homicide, but it didn't turn out to a homicide because we were able to save them. That, that's such a great point. Um, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I wouldn't have thought of that. And yes, so the homicide rate is down because the people who otherwise would have been murdered, the doctors, have gotten very proficient at saving their lives with the trauma center. So uh, ostensibly, the murder rate is down, even though aggravated assaults are climbing. Those would have been murders. Now, I got to talk about the economy for a minute because there is the story of the Wall Street Journal. My, I, I've mentioned before my lack of concert experiences in my life. I have been to three Taylor Swift concerts. I've been to an Adele concert. I've been to a Drew Holcomb concert. 
The Drew Holcomb, when I got in free, the mayor of Woodstock, Georgia, uh, my son is a big Drew Holcomb fan. Let us come. Uh, my daughter had to pay tickets, had to pay for those Adele and Taylor Swift tickets. Well, this is from the Wall Street Journal. The rising cost of fun is becoming a drag. Ticket prices for live entertainment events from Taylor Swift concerts to NFL games and Disney theme park visits rose by a startling rate this year, triggering a phenomenon uh, analysts have dubbed funflation. Families coughed up large sums saved during the pandemic to attend live events and parks this year. Friends treated themselves to memorable performances. Mothers took their daughters to stadiums packed with friendship bracelet clad concert goers to see Swift's Eras Tour. Now Americans are feeling tapped out. Angela Wintink, 48 years old, recalls going to concerts regularly as an essential and attainable part of what she described as a lower middle class upbringing in Massachusetts. It didn't break the bank to see Bon Jovi. Trying to give her children some semblance of similar experiences feels impossible. The San Antonio resident was laid off from Amazon in January and received her final severance check around the time Swift was headed to Houston. Do I do something that feels really irresponsible and take that check and make my daughter's dreams come true, she remembers thinking? Wintick, who has since started working for an ad agency, says she couldn't stomach paying thousands for nosebleed seats. Nearly 60% of Americans say they've had to cut back on spending on live entertainment this year because of rising costs. Look, I'm not a concert person. I'm not a live music person. I like to listen to my music in my ears with my AirPods on noise canceling so I can't hear the people around me or in my car. I listen, I'm not even going to tell you my, listen, my, my music is very eclectic. I, I go from, from Beethoven to bands you would have never heard of that I like. I switch between rock and alt rock and, and folk and country and, and uh, classical music. I, I love Beethoven as much as I like a lot of like modern bands and Pearl Jam and, and others. Um, I'm not a concert person, but I've, I've paid for these concerts. What is this? Why do I hear music in my background? I don't know in any event. Um, I just, I, I don't want to pay for this stuff. I don't want to have to pay for this stuff. It's expensive. It's expensive to go on vacation. Plane tickets have gotten expensive. Plane tickets have gotten expensive. Cruises have gotten expensive. Uh, entertainment has gotten expensive. So there's a fair right now happening near me. It's the Georgia National Fair. I've never been to the fair. Why have I never been to the fair? People. People are stupid. And I want to be around as few of them as possible. And they all go to the fair. So I don't go to the fair. But also, the Georgia Fair doesn't have anything to draw me in. Like at the Texas Fair, you get fried rattlesnake. At the Iowa State Fair, you get fried anything you want. Fried Twinkies, fried Oreo, fried hot dogs, fried corn dogs, fried steak. You name it. In Iowa, they fry everything. It is a marvel to behold. Joni Ernst, the senator, has invited me to the next Iowa Fair. I may have to go just to get my fill of fried stuff. Die of a heart attack. Let my wife cash in the life insurance. So the Georgia Fair, it's just a bunch of people milling about doing nothing. And you got like a, a roller coaster that's shaking. I expect the screws to fall out any moment. Why would I bother going? I don't know. But even that, the prices are going up. The cost of living is, keeps going up. And the most frustrating part of it all are the number of people in the Biden administration and throughout who wish to tell us that life is getting better, that that wages are advancing, that costs are going down, 
and they live in this this fantasy world. I was talking to a buddy of mine earlier. Uh, my buddy John helps us with our finances, and he was talking about having some clients of his who moved up to Northern Virginia and were stunned at the stuff they could no longer afford, having moved from Atlanta to Northern Virginia. The cost of living up there is is so expensive. And yes, it's expensive, but you have these government contractors who make millions of dollars, and they don't feel it. You get, you get the, the TV reporters at, at the different news bureaus. They're making seven figures. They don't feel the cost of living that you and I might feel. I live in middle Georgia, and I can tell you that the cost of my grocery runs. I do the grocery shopping in my house. I was spending maybe $200 a week, and now suddenly $300 a week to get the same damn stuff. It's expensive. Meat prices have gone up. Vegetable prices have gone up. Milk prices have gone up. Egg prices have gone up. We do a lot of baking in our house. We go through a lot of eggs. Egg prices, I assure you, they've gone up. And they're not coming back down. Gas prices are up. And the left lives in this little fantasy land that tells you everything is fine now. Everything may be fine if you're a trust fund brat marching in the streets for Antifa. But for the middle class workers of America near a river valley instead of a coast, it's expensive out there. And when they tell you that inflation has gone down, it's the rate of inflation that's going down. Prices haven't come down. Prices are still going up. They're just not going up as fast. That sort of stuff matters. That sort of stuff matters. And I got to tell you, the left continues to try their delusional game of telling people what is so is not so. And the American people have caught on to it. They, they understand the failures of Bidenomics here. Biden tying his name to his stupid economic policies were one of the dumbest thing a president has ever done, but good, he owns it now. Now, before I get out of here, I need to reset the story. Uh, there are news reports that an Israeli Defense Force missile slammed into a hospital in Gaza. Newscasts across America are telling you this is so. The Israeli Defense Forces have come out with a statement and said, this is not us. We did not do it. We had no missiles launched from Israel, and we had no planes in the air. This was a Hamas misfired rocket. Reports suggest that the mass casualty event at the Baptist Hospital in Gaza City was the result of a misfired rocket launched by Hamas. No IDF air activity was reported at the time, and the timing coincides with a salvo of rockets launched at Israel from Gaza. 30 to 40% of Hamas's rockets misfire and land short in the Gaza Strip, hitting things. Israel is denying it is theirs. Israel is denying it is theirs. Reports on the ground from reporters in Gaza who are residents of Gaza, who are Hamas propagandists, say it's Israel. Who are you going to believe? And this goes back to my larger point here, y'all. Do you have the stomach for what's coming? When you hear the Gaza Health Ministry says something, you need to keep in mind who runs the Gaza Health Ministry, the government of Gaza. What is the government of Gaza? Hamas. Hamas is the elected government of Gaza. Hamas is the elected government of Gaza. So the Gaza Health Ministry is run by Hamas. Can you believe Hamas? It's radical and, and, and mind-blowing to me to hear Hamas say, we have no idea how many Israeli hostages we brought back. But hey, 2,435 and a half children were just killed by Israel. Remarkable, remarkable they can do those things. 
When you hear the reports on your local newscast today that Israel fired a missile and it hit the Gaza Baptist Hospital, you remember there were no Israeli planes in the air at the time, and there were no missiles launched from Israel at the time, but there were a series of rockets fired from Gaza by Hamas, and they've got a 30 to 40% fail rate. You figure it out for yourself. We should not allow ourselves or our media to become propagandists for Hamas. And I'm afraid that's going to happen. Do you have the stomach for what's coming? I hope you do. Now, i got to tell you about Americans for Prosperity around the country. They are fighting against Bidenomics, this cost of living, the cost of entertainment, the cost of keeping your kids happy, the cost of going to a concert, the cost of going to the grocery store. It's all going up because of Bidenomics. And Americans for Prosperity is running a bus tour around the country, fighting back, educating Americans on how you can roll back Bidenomics at the local level and the state level, how you can fight for regulatory reform, deregulate to help small businesses and push back on Joe Biden. They want you to be a part of it. They've got over 4 million activists around the country, 4 million. They've got uh, state chapters in 36, 38 states now. They're growing in the other states as well, by the way. They continue to grow. So I hope you might consider joining Americans for Prosperity. I'm a member. I've been a longtime advocate of Americans for Prosperity. They fight for free markets and free people. They fight for limited government. They fight against the growing government. They fight for you. They fight for small businesses. They fight for moms and dads. Join the fight, americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Sign up with Americans for Prosperity. Be part of a fight that's bigger than you or me. It's a fight for freedom across the country, for free markets and free people. You will not be surprised to learn as Hamas, keep in mind the Gaza Health Ministry is Hamas. They're controlled by Hamas. They say it was an Israeli missile. There is now video footage of what happened. It clearly was not an Israeli missile that blew up at the Baptist Hospital in Gaza. And it turns out, guess where Hamas was storing weapons? That's right. The parking lot of the hospital is a weapons depot hub for Hamas where the rocket landed. The underpowered rocket launched by Hamas. Uh, in a, a volley of attacks, but of course they rushed to say it was Israel. The Gaza Health Ministry, which is a wing of Hamas, rushes out to say it was an Israeli missile. And look at all the Western reporters going out there. Oh, the Gaza Health Ministry. They don't say Hamas. They say the Gaza Health Ministry. And again, the Gaza Health Ministry run by Hamas. The Gaza Health Ministry says clearly this was a missile from uh, Israel, never mind that there was a volley of rockets launched from that area from Gaza into Israel happening at the same time. Well, there were no Israeli jets in the air and no signs of Israeli missiles launched. But hey, the Gaza Health Ministry says it was Israel. God forbid the Western media question the Gaza Health Ministry that's run by Hamas. Never mind the fact there's a weapons depot in the parking lot of the hospital. Don't question that, people. You're not allowed to question Hamas. If you're in the, if you're in the, it's just, it is remarkable to watch everyone so predictably. Here, here's Reuters breaking. An Israeli airstrike killed hundreds of Palestinians at a Gaza City hospital, crammed with patients and displaced people. Health authorities in the besieged enclave said. Who? Who? are the health authorities in the besieged enclave. 
That would be Hamas. That would be Hamas. Hamas runs it. Reports continue, this is from Gaza Report, reports continue to surface that a misfired rocket detonated a stockpile of munitions held on the hospital grounds. Hmm. Hmm. And now here again, this is the New York Times. Israeli airstrike hits Gaza hospital, killing 500. Palestinian health ministry says. Again, they do not identify Hamas. Hamas is the elected leadership of the Palestinian territory. So the Palestinian health ministry is Hamas. And the American media falls for this time and time again. It's a well-worn playbook that Hamas uses for its advantage. Uh, The New York Times could have said that uh, Hamas says this happened. But no, no, they go with Palestinian health ministry as if it's some sort of objective, objective um, group. It's ridiculous. This is what we're dealing with. I hope you got the stomach for it because it's going to get worse as the media goes pro-Hamas and buys the Hamas line. Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., we still don't have a speaker. A number of Republicans who voted for Jim Jordan on the first are now coming out saying they're not going to vote for him on the second, which means uh, the the margin of loss goes up for him, not down. He's not close to the gap. The gap is expanding. Somebody save us from ourselves in Washington, D.C. This is just madness. As the world looks on and waits, I will say this, though. Democracy is messy. It's just part of the messy process. I'd rather democracy than an authoritarian. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.